Hello, Harko here. Welcome to the um, the Harko podcast or show, DIY Lo-Fi podcast on the run. Um, I'm here with Alex Wildwood. Great to be here. <laughs> uh, what, uh, does this studio have a name? This is the Dragon Street Studio. Okay. Yeah. Was that the name before you moved in? This is... Uh, so, my manager uh, has a label called Dragon Street as well. Yeah. So, this is that studio. Yeah. Right. Would have you ever thought if have you ever thought about naming if you got to name a studio? Hmm. Do you have any names waiting in the back for like your I place? Well, I do. <laughs> do you don't want to you don't want to say you don't want to jinx by saying out loud? Yeah, I don't want to. Um, oh well, I mean it's what my company's called, so it's not really like a it's not hidden or anything like that. Okay. But um, yeah, one day it will be unleashed on the world. I I quite you, you like to keep. I don't know if you like to keep, but it seems like you would like to keep things close to the heart a lot of the time. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Is that is that how you've always, like, because mm. I've met you, well, it's like a year ago now. It was yeah. just serving you coffee, essentially, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how we started talking. I think Juno introduced us. Yeah, Juno, we're, I was coming over for coffee a lot, and um, yeah, I became friends with Juno. He told me that you were into music as well. That that's I, right. Um, oh found two cartoons mm. yeah that's right and um i think you and from that point of me you've you've like been exactly how you are now i think yeah and i mean like not not, <laughs> not that like you haven't changed i'm sure in your life it's not like we catch up every mm. every week yeah yeah but you've always been really like um i would say like people i think people would describe you as chill but i would actually th- i th- think it's almost like an in- intensity mm. do you do you like does it get annoying being around people that just talk all the time? And just fucking, nah. like, big personalities? Um, no, not really. Like, I think I... The big personality thing, I think I just sit back and, like, watch and just enjoy the ride. Like... I view you as a bit of a Stephen Merchant. Okay. Have you... You know, like... <laughs> a sideways compliment? <laughs> no, but, yeah. But, I mean, like, if you listen to the Ricky Gervais show, the podcast, mm. and, like, if you listen to that and just try and listen to Stephen Merchant, he always has the follow-up comment to whatever the, the other two are bringing in, and it's way funnier than what's going on, but he sits oh, yeah. back and he has that... Just that little, like, jab in behind. Yeah. I would, I, that's a pretty good summary of me, I guess. That's like, a, oh, yeah. people always say I have a sharp wit, but oh. I... It's all about timing. So, you know. <laughs> As a musician, I'm sure. Totally, timing is everything <laughs> in music and in comedy. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're. Uh, I'm mainly interested in how. I don't know much about how you arrived here, mm. but like my car actually. Yeah. <laughs> by a, a by a Toyota. Is that your Toyota Land Cruiser? Land Cruiser. Yes. Okay, then let's talk about Land Cruisers, because I know, like, you and Brandon as well mm. are really into them. Yeah, well, Brandon had a Range Rover. Yeah. yeah which is Shut up, Brandon, by the way. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, the trucks, trucks are a lot of fun. Um, we'll go down a big rabbit hole if we keep talking about that. Well, but that's cool. There is no, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, my, uh, I'm going to check with corporate, oh, yeah, see what yeah, they yeah, think. Yeah. Can we talk about Toyotas? Because um, do you guys get outdoors a lot? Is that why? Is that like, is it all one thing? Like being yeah. outdoors in the big truck and being able to go? Totally. Um, I really like it because I surf a lot. So mm. it's fun to go drive down the beach and find like a wave that no one else is 
on like if you're out west because they can't fucking get there yeah <laughs> right and um so that's really cool and I don't know I think it's maybe like a sense of independence that goes with it that you just feel like yeah you can sort of go anywhere right and um that probably resonates with me more and I think that's probably also how I got into like music and other things that I'm surfing and other things that I'm into it's like music is also got that sense of independence and like you are doing your own thing and it's music and people and music are generally part of some kind of subculture mm. I think that that's resonates with me that's funny because like I agree with you that music is like an independent thing but what you what I see around is people continuously I'm not against collaborations but mm. I don't actually see anyone not many people have the confidence to go out and actually independently do things mm. like I would I would part of what I really like about you and what you've done is that like this is not something that I think a lot of people musician friends whatever have talked about oh I, I want to get into mm. you know become a professional songwriter and producer yeah. yeah did you like know someone who was doing that or did you like know that was a thing already and you were aiming for that or did you fall into it or yeah it's kind of kind of both I you know I was like in bands and I was an artist and that's just I found that really difficult because the first time that I was in a band that like got to do anything significant and we got to make like a record and stuff and we worked with a really cool producer what band was that? that band was called Arms Reach okay cool yeah um, and we just wanted to be Jimmy World pretty much sweet um, Swiss bands to be like yeah great band still uh, bleed American what an <laughs> album um, but yeah, and that was really cool. It was like, um, we worked with this producer who taught me a lot at the time, and he was just like super generous with the information and stuff. His name was Hook. Right. And, um, and I think in that scenario, and even like leading into that, like writing all these songs and stuff for it, and um, I just realized that that's really like the part of it that I loved, and it was like the playing live was like less of a um, thing like I found it pretty stressful mm. like and but being in the studio and like writing songs at home and stuff so I really enjoyed that and I enjoyed the craft of it and I think I just committed like I just made a choice to commit to that craft and that was like the thing I think I remember consciously being like I think I really want to get good at this and it went from being like in a band doing music to being like I want to be a songwriter right and I think that was like just a small shift but it was like a really big change what for me did you what did you have to give up when you made that change did you look was that like oh I'm out of the band no nah, nah, I started band stuff after that and then I was in Shakes um, mm. which was um, another band with some friends that was like a lot of fun and that was like also an extension of like the studio techniques that I sort of was refined right. and um, things I wanted to try and, and that was cool to have that and then I did like this other project called Beaches with another one of my friends mm. and and then at the same time like I was like making these hip hop beats and like stuff and I was working on I worked on this album for a group called Earth Tiger who um, 
that was really fun and um, got to go to like Byron Bay and make the record there which was super sick mm -hmm. and um, and then it was kind of like after that I started like people started being like hey do you want to do a session and I was like I don't even know what that is like <laughs> <laughs> right I didn't like up until that point I would just been making beats by myself and then like sending them away to people to like rap on and are you like confident and like were you always confident and just s putting yourself out there and sending shit out uh, I think like ex like you like exterior yeah but inside I was like fucking shitting myself yeah right like, but you still did it yeah but yeah. you didn't like let that shitting yourself stop no nah, yeah, yeah like right. I was like terrified because I was like what happens if they get this and they open it up and they're like <laughs> oh my god this is like actual <laughs> dog shit who yeah. like, how does this guy think he's like in the game yeah right you know but I was like man you're like you're never gonna know do you still feel that now if you've seen stuff uh like has that gone away no it's still like i think the song never sounds as worse as it could possibly sound to your ears the day it goes for mastering right like <laughs> that's the day where you send it off and you're like fuck yeah i think i think i'm pretty sure of this right and you're like man i don't know and then you hear the song on the radio or like it comes out on spotify or whatever and you're like or you get the master back and you don't you kind of listen to it and you're like yeah i mean it's loud and mm. cool yeah right and then you listen to it a little while later and it's like oh it's actually fucking cool mm. and then sometimes you get to like the other side where you're like how did i make that <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like i can't do that anymore like yeah. what what the heck like so i don't know you, you're always played by these mind games and mm. i think the one thing that I kind of decided was to stop thinking about it in terms of like a all out like win scenario. It was just like I just wanted to stay in the game and that piece became my goal was like rather than be like get any, uh, like obviously we all want success and accolades and stuff, I'm not going to like lie about that, <laughs> but you know like just showing up day after day and like writing another song and staying in the game I think that did you arrive to that yourself just thinking about it and things or is this like something you've that like a philosophy or an attitude you've learned from someone else or like a book mm -hmm. or anything like that or did you uh, like kind of arrive at this is how I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my shit I think it was like um like a culmination of reading like a lot of different things and like then it's like if you look at like it's really easy when you look back at history to like romanticize all those great periods of music mm. and um you know i used to do it all the time be like fuck man like the time where it's like the stones and you know all all those bands like mm. all at the same time it's like what a time to be alive <laughs> yeah right like, you know mm. but then you realize that you're in the same time now like if you let it be yeah right and um i think it was just like i think i just realized and, and like having people that I thought were never gonna quit music, quitting music, and doing other things, and, and that's great because they're like way happier in their lives and stuff now, and I think that's awesome. And it takes a lot of courage to like change your life path, mm. and um, yeah, I think it's awesome that people do that and they follow like their life path and stuff like that. And for me, it's just like keeps coming back to the same thing. So I was just like kind of got to a point where it's like man this is what I want to do and the only way is to kind of keep showing up 
Yeah. yeah. And, and showing up is like physically, but also like every session giving it the best that you can, no matter who it is, if you're not feeling it, like whatever, just being like, I'm just going to make this the absolute best I can. And like treat the artist as like, it's just like with like the dignity and like empathy to be like, you want this to be the best thing that you can possibly do. Mm. I want to help you get there. Yeah, you're you're a really good host in a studio. Oh, thank you. I think like, and I in a way that I could I assume that you think about that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, because it it is. It must without that kind of awareness, it would be really easy for a producer to just slip into like either like pushing too hard, mm. or like kind of just relaxing away and just like letting people not pushing or whatever. But yeah. you, I think. When I, when I wasn't here anyway, it was a really good mixture of kind of knocking things out. Mm. You're kind of like, because I guess as you realize, you're like a people manager as well as a creative machine. Like, totally. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. About It's as, it's as much about how you're guiding the session as it is like what your bloody um, pr- production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, totally. And I think you've got to gauge that with like the artists because some artists are pretty like, they know the game, they know the drill, and they're happy to, if it's just like me and them, it's just the two of us in the room, they're really happy to bounce ideas of each other and then give me some time to work on stuff while they finish some lyrics, mm. or like we work on the lyrics, and then I'll be like, you know, you can finish verse two, I'm, I need to fix some stuff up on this. Um, and then other times, you're really just like, okay, let's just lay some piano chords down and write this full song together, and then and then we'll record all the vocals and then they'll leave and I'll build everything mm. around it. Cause, and so I think it's just like who you are in relation to that artist is changing every day. And I think if, if you have like this blanket approach of like, this is the way you do it. Yeah. I think like, so, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, for me, that doesn't work. So I'm sure it works for other people. And yeah. I know in like different scenes and stuff it's different like you know playing beats from like a folder is super awesome mm. in some regards for some people and that works but it doesn't work for me yeah yeah I sometimes I wish it did because that could just be like I made all these dope beats just pick one <laughs> yeah well that's in- so now that you're essentially you make music on the clock yeah. right essentially do you make any music <laughs> off the clock well <laughs> that's a weird way to put it because it doesn't feel like it's on the clock. I I understand <laughs> it's not, yeah. But and I guess that's like the weird thing of like your hobby becoming your job. Yeah. But like do you have any hobby of it left? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Like I think it's just changed in like if you were using the clock analogy. Mm. The stuff I make off the clock is sort of a zero fucks given to it, I suppose. Like it'll just be me and an acoustic guitar. Sometimes I just record on my iPhone mm. and that's as far as it goes right and I just have this collection of iPhone songs that one day maybe I'll go back to I have dreams of being like I'm gonna make a super group thing and like yeah, get right. all these different people to collaborate on it and stuff but then um, then I don't know I get excited about projects that I'm working on with artists and and stuff so do you have like a long term goal is there <laughs> like do you, but do you know what I mean like is there is it essentially like you seem like someone who's quite in the moment most of the time. Oh, man. Well, like, not in, the, not in the moment in the sense of, like, you're, you're like, some zen, like, mind freak. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you seem really happy to just 
focus on what you're doing at the time yeah is, is it is it building to something or are you just kind of like i want to keep this thing going or yeah i think i used to think about the future like all the time um i used to just idealize things too much and i was probably i was probably quite naive and the the dreaming of like the future and like what i wanted to do and like i want to do this thing by this date and oh right blah 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 things like so you that. had like quite specific yeah yeah right. i used to be very much like um by the time you know by this year i want to have this accolade and blah blah, blah. and then you just i've just kind of like realized that that's all out of my control it's like I, I can't actually do anything to get that stuff right so having it as like an arbitrary goal is sort of silly because it's not even up to me mm. what and so i think that's what brought me back to that thing of being like well here i am now and i have in front of me this super talented artist who i've chosen to work with and let's just make the best song that we can mm. so that i think centers me in the moment and it's hard because outside of the studio I still find that quite difficult but in making music it's um, yeah I think it's very grounding for me mm. so I really enjoy that but yeah it's just about like the long term goal I think is just to I don't know all the classic things you know you want to aspire to all that greatness that you dream about and stuff but yeah like if that's all out of your control like you can't really I guess be like I want to win a Grammy yeah whatever, you know like everyone would want to win a Grammy if they had it yeah and they're fucking really. lying if they're like nah man I don't <laughs> care about that shit it's like shut up yeah <laughs> you know like, I do no matter how much you like think it's dumb or like whatever because you can logically be like just whatever like people are sitting around being like this is the best song of this genre of this year mm, which is and it's kind of like well you know, you can pick that idea apart, but still, we all want that, mm. like, because it's like voted by your peers and all that. And yeah, it's it's like people's moments, like yeah, totally. there's, there's a recognition of like someone having a moment. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing, like when when you see people get it, and you see artists that you really love get it. You always, I just always feel real stoked for people. You know, it's like is Billy Eilish gonna win all the? Um, I think she's pretty got a pretty good shot. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, that's a moment. Like that's a that's a whole shit. She's arrived moment. Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard. It's yeah. a good story. It's a great story, and I do man. love the album. Oh, it's great. It's a really yeah, good album. and I think, um, you know, I think it's it's also potentially could be like a sign of things to come. Of like, we've had like the bedroom producer thing, and this is sort of the pinnacle of that where they made that whole album in their bedroom like on a bed yeah right as far but as like, what I've read but like super hard nosed professional like that we're gonna make the, the best shit we can yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. about yeah yeah so I think that's cool because it's like taking the best of both worlds yeah, yeah right um just there was when you you were talking before about you basically decided like hey I'm gonna head in this direction and just like not play as much live hmm the production stuff yeah you obviously had a lot of friends around you who were not on that buzz buzz yeah is how was 
was there any did you have to deal with anything or like did people understand what you were doing did you like have support from them did you have like like like-minded people around you because i i find that there's quite a like a hegemonic like idea of what you do if you're a musician Mm -hmm. um yeah well i was lucky i don't know if it's luck maybe it is luck but that i just had i had like really good friends at the time who were super encouraging Mm. I think they could all see it um, sort of before I could like even years before I could and my manager um, when he started talking to me he was like yeah I I want to manage you for production not for your artist stuff and is this Ashley? Ashley it is Ashley yeah yeah Um, yeah so Ashley, yeah, when he started talking to me, that was, like, the thing. And he was like, I think that's sweet, all your skills lie. And he, like, really believed in me and, yeah. For good reason. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope he still does. <laughs> um, no, he does. He's great. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Ashley. Another good customer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's on the tease now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's off the off the caffeine. He's a great man. you got to get there at some point, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and so he, he was like a big believer in that and, um, and, and also Chris Hockart, who's a part of the team, he was really great. And I think like that, those guys who are obviously are way older than me and kind of like have seen a lot of music and I think that kind of encourages you that, oh, maybe like they know a thing or two, so maybe I should pay attention to this other thing, this other skill set I have. Mm. And then the people that I was playing music with, like in Shakes, like when I talked to them about it, they were all just like, Yeah, man, you gotta go do that. Yeah, like, right. You gotta do it. Like, yeah. And that they weren't they were like, Man, you're breaking up the band. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you right. know, like, um, I think they were just all, everyone was really encouraging and, and, um, just like, Fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah, just cool. go for it, you know? And don't get hung up on, um, you know, thinking you're selling out or anything like that. No, right. And, and that was always, like, the hard thing was because, like, being in, like, the indie world um, and then having this love of pop music that um, you make all this, like, pop music sort of on the sly and then when you sort of hang up the hat, <laughs> you, yeah. you kind of, like, I don't know, all those things that the, the 16-year-old you is kind of, like, get fucked, man, you sold out. Yeah, like, right. But I don't think I don't think that's actually selling out. I think it's I don't know maybe some kind of like self knowledge of finding out who you really are. Yeah, sure. I find I don't know. I have this view of pop music that it's like it is the hardest. It is the most disciplined songwriting thing. Yeah, like it totally. is. It is like the Olympics of songwriting because <laughs> yeah. there is for me like it is essentially like hey we have this formula. Mm-hmm what's that you have to be extremely creative but also extremely subtle in many ways mm. to actually break through with this thing and mm. it takes like you have to know the formula inside and out as yeah. well as like you actually essentially have to be great at everything yeah yeah totally. um, and i think i think that's lost on some people mm. because of how the formula can be construed as like simple or yeah. whatever yeah but i think that ironically is a simplification of what pop music is right because this complicated shit goes on there man you know like and i think like yeah 
um, I don't know, making drone music or um, whatever else has its abilities and like takes its sorry takes its abilities and talent and stuff. I'm sure, um, but in the same way that making pop music does, you know, and I think that yeah, the I lines think between music. those things are falling away. I think yeah, I mean, in pop music, I, it's the the why it's the pinnacle is because it you ha- every song that makes it big is complicated mm. but it's so subtle and slipped under because mm. i think it has to be complicated for people's ears to hear something weird's going on but yeah. they're but not to necessarily the average punter to actually know yeah. enough to make them trip like oh something weird's happening yeah yeah well i think like kind of have to slip it past them in a way i think yeah and have everything else perfect mm. yeah i think that's like the beatles are so good at that like one thing that i've always adopted um or like borrowed i read um paul mccartney said once was like how they always tried to do like have something that didn't belong right and um so that i always try to have that in songs that i make it's like whether that's like a out of out of key chords or um like a sound that is doesn't really fit in that world like using like a dog bark for a snare or mm. um you know instead of white noise it's like rain or something like that yeah just right. something that even though maybe on a subconscious level you're sort of listening to it and being like i don't know so it feels new maybe or like fresh but maybe i'm just joking with myself because i don't think anybody really notices nobody's listening to these songs i've done and be like that snare but i think if you make something that people listen to over and over again, they will get there. Yeah. And and that will and they'll get to that point where holy shit, there's more I'm hearing now, as opposed mm. to other songs with that it's just like more paint by the numbers production. Mm. You'll get to that point and be like, okay, there is no more here for me to listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's totally. the difference. And I, I think that come that almost like what we're saying about um, you know accolades and where I, where I want to build to almost like coming back around to that is like that if you look back at history and if you think about the big songs that you still want to listen to from mm. you know the last 30 40 50 years um the amount of those songs that were number one is pretty small mm. like you know i think um you know most of the really really big classic songs didn't hit number one some of them didn't even make the top 20. Yeah, right. But they're still... You want to go back and listen to those because they didn't give people that instant satisfaction of, like, I get it. There's, like, stuff that people are like, I don't know about this, and it took time to grow, you know, and but it kept people coming back. Like, Jeff um, Buckley, like... I think his... His album, like, was in the top 40, but not super high, but still... But people are still, still, still gonna, talking about it. Still going to listen to it, still talking about it. Like, you know, what? It's amazing. Still guys at university parties in the hallway with acoustic guitars singing his oh, songs. I know. Hallelujah, man. It's a classic. <laughs> um, off camera, over there, we were talking about it before. You've now got a plaque hanging in the studio. I do, yeah. And did, is there, did that bring any change to you whatsoever, getting that? Was that like... Yeah, did you, do, you, do you feel any different? Did it change any approach? Did it take any pressure off? Did it, like, change anything getting that? Or was it just like a, okay, cool? Uh, 
I know. I remember when I first saw that it went gold. It was like, man. We should say it's what is that? Shelter by Saatchi. Yeah. Shout out Nick Shout and out. Will. Um, funny story. I think it was Nick. Yeah. I actually crashed into Nick's car. <laughs> Sorry about that, Nick. Um, outside an atomic, it was raining. I tried to pull in. Oh yeah. And scratch right down the side of his bumper. Did uh, you leave without? Him no, he was. This, it, is, this is your confession. I right stopped, now? and he was in the car, oh, and um, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" It was the first time that ever happened to me. And luckily, like, I, I mean, my car was like pretty banged up mm. anyway. Scratched, it just scratched my car, not his. So oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Well, I don't give a fuck." So yeah. it's all right. Anyway, we swapped numbers, and that's how I knew because like I was on Snapchat at the time, and it popped up with the contact. It was like, "Oh, n- like Sachi or like oh, yeah. someone was like, oh fuck." <laughs> so yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I hope yeah. your car's going well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. It was like, yeah, I remember seeing it going gold and yeah, it's just one of those things that like you think about for ages and you're like, that would be so sick. Mm. Like I really want to get that, you know, and obviously the next one is I would love to have a platinum single. Um, but yeah, and then at the same time, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, this is cool. But yeah. gotta make a new song tomorrow. So yeah, right. Go keep going, man. How um, many? But how it's it's important, I think, to. I think what it taught me was to sit back and and um, be like, man, well done. Like, give yourself a little pat on the back and um, not like self-indulging, but just in a way of being like, man, there you worked really hard for like years, and now you've got this little on the wall it's like fuck yeah is that is that rare doing. for you giving yourself a bit of like oh yeah shit yeah yeah you yeah, don't yeah. you don't like doing no, that I'm terrible at that right. I'm absolutely yeah I'm pretty bad yeah and I'm lucky that I, my that I have like uh, my managers is good at reminding me of um, you know how far I've come right and things like that um, so yeah, shout out again, actually. Again, yeah, force you to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, Take yeah, stuff. totally. Just, just being like, yeah, man, well done, you know, and um, celebrate for a day and then get on to the next thing. Because do you, do you, I mean, how many days a week are you in here? Five, six, seven? Yeah, I used to do a lot, um, just just as much as I could sort of handle. Right. And then I kind of got to the stage where I decided not to work weekends. Yeah. Um, which was really good. And yeah, it's like yeah, you need the sweet to appreciate the sour, and the sour to appreciate the sweet. You know, so if you're in here all the time, it's sort of like the sanctuary becomes a cave. You know, at yeah. the same time. Was that did you? Is that because you got close to feeling like burning out, or was it like a preemptive thing that you knew just anyway it was going to be healthy for you? Or um, yeah, it's probably like close close to burning out. Like I was just. I don't know if it's burning out per se, but it's more just like spending too much time in here because you're trying to accomplish things in like a certain amount of time or whatever. Mm. And feeling, I think it comes out like a feeling of scarcity. Like it feels like you're running out of time or it feels like you're trying to catch up to whatever expectation you have of where you should be at a certain time in life. And... Do you get? Yeah. Are you quite an existential person? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I feel you. Yeah. Is yeah. that? Does surfing help with that? Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I gave up on surfing for a while because I was like, 
I just need to focus on music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I need to give up everything else and. Because I need to, because this need all needs to be done, and I'm running out of time and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a running out of time per se. It was more like I feel like sometimes I feel like the my future self is like judging me, being like, "Come on, mm. motherfucker! Like, right? What are you doing? Yeah, right." And, um, and yeah, I think it's like breaking that down and just being like, "Man, uh, it's okay." Like gave it your best shot and if you didn't get one today maybe get one tomorrow like learning to kind of be easy on yourself yeah and I think um yeah I mean yeah and, and I I found like because like we were saying having a job that used to be your hobby and then it's like well what's my hobby so I think like <laughs> yeah right and then when it's like oh, I've got to sacrifice everything for music and then going back and being like oh man I actually used to really love surfing yeah. and you know spending and time in nature and stuff like that and being like I think I could still do that and make music right. it's like even saying that sounds so stupid but, but like, like when you're because dri- you're an extremely driven person yeah, so yeah. you drive yourself into that like cul-de-sac totally um, and it's still like I see that even in the hobbies I do like I still have I want to get better yeah you know right what I mean? so it's like whatever I choose um still has like metrics of like moving forward what's the thing you're doing right now that you suck the most at whoa um man what do I suck at I'm pretty good at everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> well no but like that's the thing like I am a, I'm really bad at just if I'm if I'm not instantly okay at something I, I'll, oh, yeah. I, I will just be like no I'll find a reason not to do that oh really so I just okay. end up and then I end up with like things that I'm like oh I'm good at these but I yeah. only do like a select amount of things yeah which I'm really trying to break out of like this do you mean is like in, oh yeah do you mean like in life in general or like in music what I suck at the most both oh yeah if the music one is, I mean, the music one might be more on your mind than the life thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that mixing isn't my strong suit, but I'm not trying to be a mixer, so that's yeah. okay. Right. Um, I can get things to sound really good for a demo, and that's all that matters, really. Mm. Um, Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> what do I suck at? Um, I mean, I'd like to be better at like the all the instruments I play. I mean, I'm the worst at the drums. Let's say that. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> I love playing the drums. Um, I listen to like D'Angelo, and I'm it's like um, listen to those like records and stuff, and it's just like, how do you get that much feel and stuff? And like when I sit at the drum kit, it just sounds so <laughs> nothing like that. When yeah, I'm right. like, you know, I'm playing along with the headphones, and I'm trying to do the I same thing. I swear I'm and doing I'm like, that. I swear <laughs> I'm doing that. But if I listen back to my iPhone recording, it is not the same. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, and I think that's just it. Like, it's also, yeah, maybe you guys got to admit, like, I just don't have that, that thing to, mm. to do that. But I can do a lot of other things really good. Like, yeah. I can write a great song so that's okay yeah right but um and in life do you cook 
Yeah, I'm a pretty good cook. Sweet. <laughs> what do you? What's your? What's your like go to? If you have oh. like, if you have like last minute, oh shit, the people are coming around to the house tonight. What do I? What do I cook for them? Oh yeah, like, uh, is it like a date? No, it like, no, it's more like no. a casual, like maybe like some like chill long term friends. Okay, but chill a couple of them. Friends. Oh yeah, um, I'd probably do if it's like a couple of them. I'd probably go for like. Um, if I was un sort of unprepared, I'd probably go for like a really good gourmet burger. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking like open burger, some kumara fries, something like that. You yeah, know? right. Perhaps like on a salad if you know if they're trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but if there's more time to prepare, I I'll I would make like a pho. I'm a big fan of the pho. Oh, right. Yeah, a slow cooker and then. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a good one. It's uh, really good for the impressive meal because you can make it look really good, but it's quite easy. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I really need to dive into my Asian meals. I like. I had. I cook most nights. Oh yeah. It's like my time for myself. Yeah. But still in like a flat with like not that much space, gear or mm. space. Oh, so yeah, it's like yeah. that's like an avenue I really want to get into. Yeah, I think it's cool. And the thing with cooking too is, it's, I mean, it's got so many parallels, and it's the same. So does surfing. So does almost any discipline thing that you're trying to do you know it's like there are these things that you can like put in place to get better at them mm. and I think that seeing that progress is super encouraging across the board whatever it is so like with cooking it's like it's still like super creative there's no like wrong way of doing it mm. like you can you know present the meal in the way that you think is the best right and there's no way that someone can like still all your own creative output no matter even if you're doing like a spaghetti bolognese it's like <laughs> you can put that stuff on the plate and you can make it look the best that you can like really beautiful hell yeah dude and like Ugh. that's a beautiful thing to give to another person the it same is. way like a song is yeah right and it's like in the same way that yeah when you're on the wave on like a wave there's no way to write it wrong mm. you know yeah and I think that is the beauty of like anything that you do is creative yeah right mm. Uh, they into the process thing because you're today you're building templates yeah and I, and you're quite into workflow mm. um, is there any points where you're like I know I do I this is like a habit I go into in your production or your like mm. songwriting that you're like uh, uh, aware of enough that you're like god damn it I'm doing that thing again like do you have anything like that I do what a, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to talk about it um uh no nah, like there's some there's a few little things that like that are just that are, are I notice throughout songs that it's I impossible have. not to have them yeah and it's part of your sound you yeah know? it's like the same with like melodic choices I think melodies are often the thing that you have to be really conscious of being like oh, I, I often choose these things so I'm gonna consciously do something else right same with like making if I'm doing like a guitar solo or I'm playing something on the piano and there's like a little lead line I can often realize that I'm going for like very similar runs and then so it's like okay well I'm not gonna I'm consciously not gonna do that like yeah. you know and I think um, you know it's like the Brian Eno talks about it, that those um, you know he's got those card things and like oh the they're like um, prompts like yeah yeah writing prompts, prompts yeah. yeah yeah and you know some of them is like do the thing that comes in most naturally and then other ones like do the opposite of whatever you want to do mm. and I think that do the opposite one 
Because sometimes you just do the thing straight off the bat and you're just like, yes. Because you're instantly like, oh, epic. Yeah. And then it really works. And then other times you do it and you just know. Like, you just like, it's like, ah, yeah, I'm definitely just falling into my safe zone. And so I think it's like, it's having the courage to sit back and play and also be like, this might not work. Mm. And just kind of having the humility to do that because it's really easy to let your ego subtly get in the driver's seat when the artist is there and you're kind of like I'm a producer <laughs> I don't play any wrong notes baby yeah you know yeah yeah I mean? right, and yeah. like and so I think you've just got kind of got to get to that sense of play again and be like I'm just going to do this thing and like man I'm going to fuck up and hit wrong notes but like mm. that's alright like yeah. not, not get lost in that I'm a professional yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah be like professionally unprofessional yeah right yeah 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 I think that's really true like especially back in two cartoons like where i just me brad and i just weren't really ever thinking about any of that stuff when we Mm. were we were just essentially like oh we like everything was just oh we like the sound of this then Mm. that's fine Mm. and looking back in it without that awareness i was like oh we were just making the same choices again and again which in the time like i don't regret that but it is listen to an album you're like there's 10 songs of the same thing yeah 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 yeah. now and now a little bit older i'm like oh yeah okay i get that now you can be a bit more conscious than we were yeah but um in terms of like the same choices definitely melodic choices sometimes i i like and making the templates is like making drum kits and then just going back through and be like don't want to use these samples because i used them for like the last you know two months do you start with drums nah it changes every time but like it just it honestly just depends on the session some people just want to like write over chords and so you just will play something then some of you can like feel something and I think it's just that curiosity and then other people other times it's like you can kind of get a couple of sounds and you lay a beat and then suddenly there's an energy and then once the energy's there then things are underway mm. and, but it's always in this terrifying first like kind of minutes of the session that you're yeah. freaking out right yeah. do you have yeah yeah that must be hard like because you're essentially like breaking the ice over and over quite often mm. uh, with new people there. Yeah. Be, yeah it's difficult. And I'm, you know, musicians are, are, you know, slightly neurotic sometimes <laughs> in terms of the people who come through. So it must be like, it's always, uh, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm never comfortable meeting new people. <laughs> you just feel like, it's a good environment to do. I mean, this place is awesome. Mm. The plants are a great new addition. Yeah, yeah, you know, a bit of greenery. Also, you're the. This is the first studio, and why? That's why I asked you about. What did you read? Because this is the first place I've seen with a Kindle. Oh yeah. On the desk. I know. It's, well, I don't think it was the last time I was here, but. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I've I've never really been too into the Kindle, but I on my last trip to the states in London, I um I ended up traveling with way too many books, and every time I went through the airport, they were like your bag is way over and then I'd open it up and they're like what are you doing with all these books yeah right and I had like 15 books and um I just have to put them all in like another carry-on bag and I literally just had like a book like book a bag. book bag yeah yeah and then they'd be like yeah your bag is fine now yeah yeah <laughs> like, right, right right and then so after that I was like fuck I need to get into like using the kindle um but yeah like a real book is like an old friend, you know, because like, especially if you travel with it and it gets like beaten up and then you look at it and you're like, man, yeah, I was reading that when I was in Brixton or, you know, whatever at the studio and, or before or after a session. And, mm. Yeah. 
So I think that, yeah, the Kindle, I'm ju I've just transitioned into it. I'm really enjoying it so far. I really like the notes feature, all the highlighting, because yes. I generally underline stuff in books and stuff. I like being able to search words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, That's a good one. I'm still pretending yeah, like, yeah. like I can probably, in context, understand what that word probably means, <laughs> but I'm just like, all right, I can find out about that shit. Um, favorite music-related book? Oh, uh, like what's your oldest friend in that? Oldest friend in that? Probably um, Just Kids, Patti Smith. Oh, right. Um, not, I mean... That's one of, about her and Robert. Mm, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, in New York. Mm. And... Yeah, that book... is just so beautifully written. She's like an incredible author. Um, just an amazing writer. Um, I mean, I think... Um, Bob Dylan Chronicles. You got quite a few. Is that there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really good one. Dylan on Dylan's not worth the time. I'll <laughs> go out there on record and say that. Sweet. Um, don't bother. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even finish it. I really try to finish books, but that one is a waste Just of time. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, I'll stand by that. <laughs> um, yeah, How Music Works by David Byrne. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I found that book just like really good for like just understand the industry even after I'd been in it for so long there's still so many things I don't understand and there's still things I don't really understand yeah do you like are you because uh, I know uh, obviously Ashley deals with a lot of the industry stuff for you and you're kind of like insulated a bit yeah and you're thinking but like is that because you don't um you don't find it you're not interested in the music industry like and in, in finding out about it or like being actively involved in it or uh you are uh no like I'm interested in the industry. I'm not interested in like the politics or the any of the other things. And it's cool to kind of just focus on the creative side. I mean, like I have a pub. I like I have publishing as well with mm. Sony ATV, um, and they do a great job as well as putting me in sessions and things like that. And um, it's nice to have those people that you can trust that um, can look after stuff. I don't. I still try to understand everything because I think it's really good to have like a little bit of knowledge around it. But yeah, you kind of want like there's only so much that your brain can focus on, and I think if you want to be really really good at something, you really have to block out a certain amount of other stuff. So I think it's like the eighty twenty rule mm. of like the industry size, like what can you you know is it the, like what's the 20 percent that gives you like all those returns it's like what's the minimum you need to know to mm. sort of like not get fucked over so how big how, how big is your team you've you've got ashley your manager yeah you've got publishing sony is mm -hmm. that is that the two things you deal with essentially yeah so i've got my management with page one ashley um and then my publishing with sony atv and then my a and r there Marie, shout out Marie, mm. and um, yeah, she's been great, and and same with in America, Thomas, this guy in America, he's been cool, um, yeah, and they they kind of do everything, and then there's like, um, that's pretty much it. Is there anything yeah. else you need really in in twenty twenty that you like? Do you think that's kind of the basic blueprint everyone should be trying to? 
get involved team-wise or it kind of depends on the artist? Depends on the artist, depends on the... I think there's no, there's no like, there's strokes for folks, you know, like it's right. not, again, it's like not one size fits all kind of thing. Mm. Um, I think things like getting a publishing deal is similar to the plaque, you know, it's like that thing that you're just like, man, that'd be sick. Right. And then getting it, it's like, feels like a real accomplishment. And I think, yeah, having the, the team there that kind of helps move you forward and like encourages you as well because it can be quite a like lonely path and you're just like am I even moving forward like just doing these sessions after sessions after sessions and yeah, right. and then you know it's you have those things and, and you do feel like a bit silly sometimes because you can be like you can kind of get on a phone meeting and just be like man what's going on like um, and it's a bit embarrassing because then they'll they've generally been in a cell and they're like come on man calm down right like you never know it's around the corner and then yeah the next week something comes through and um and they're they're never gonna they're all great enough people they're never gonna be like told you so yeah right but yeah. um yeah they've, I, got their, they've got their eye on like the mid to long term yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the thing is like like I was saying like focusing on the long term and the goals or is just staying in the game and like having a career I think rather than um, being like, I want to change the face of music history. I'm the next Quincy Jones, baby. Right. You know what I mean. Do you? But in 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 that vein, what do you do? You have like artists or kind of movements at the moment. You look at as like, oh, this is doing exciting stuff. Like this is this is the shit that I not may, maybe not want to move into. Mm. But I'm like, oh, I I get excited by this. Like, yeah. well, what's that for you at the moment? Like what music? Yeah, music-wise. Like um, the PC music thing, I think is really cool. Right. Um, yeah, I I dig that. And you like casually listen to that as well as kind of like find it. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, um, and who else? Like I records I really liked. Like. Uh, Clyro's record I think that's how you say her name mm. um, yeah I thought it was awesome because it's like the antithesis to everything else is like everything is like super slick and super um, quite big and all that stuff and I felt like that record was like man let's just make everything lo-fi and like mm. kind of like demo-y and I, I really enjoyed it like I think it hit me just at a good time and um and yeah I, I really really enjoyed that album um and uh conversely I really love um Post Malone's album new album I think that's sick like mm. um you know love him or hate him I think that that album's packed with bangers and like yeah, yeah. I think you can't really like listen to that record without going away without singing something. Right. So I think that's a sick album. Um, yeah, Maisie Peters. She I've never heard of Maisie Peters. Oh, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I really, really dig her. Um, I think she's an exciting new artist. Mm. And yeah, um, Caroline Polachek. Yeah. I've seen Fantano talk about her, but I haven't. 
yeah listen to it yeah yeah and the cool thing with that is like this guy um i i love her record but the one of the guys that um produced that his name is dan i can't remember his last name but he was in a band called as tall as lions okay and i i used to really dig them yeah right um yeah so kind of cool full circle when i looked at the credits and i was like man the name looks really familiar what did you look at the credits on? I assume you listen to this on Spotify as you buy the record or... Nah, yeah, I listen to it on Spotify. Oh, so you just like... Do you, how, do you, how often do you... I mean, of course you look at the credits. You yeah, want to yeah. know who's producing and doing that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think they added that feature for pretty much just other producers. Yeah, right. And like, <laughs> and like songwriters and stuff. Yeah. Like everyone... I've never heard of anyone else who isn't a producer songwriter looking at those credits. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I might have to start doing that because that would be interesting. I mean, I just like it, yeah. And and there's producers like, you know, Danger Mouse. Um, I've always loved everything mm. he's done. I mean, because one of my favorite bands is Parquet Courts, and yeah. he did the latest, mm. and that was banging. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Um, uh, Andrew Wyatt, mm. um, who's in Mike Snow. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man. And like... I think those, those are the kind of people I suppose that when I look at credits of stuff that I'm like, oh, this is tasty. Right. That then it's like those kind of names pop up and it's probably that is where I want to align myself, I suppose, if you're talking about where I want to end up. Mm. It's like, is one of those chaps. Yeah, right. Like, um, yeah. So I, I think making something that you know, it's always about making something that can last for me. Like making something I can look back on and still be like, that's sick. Yeah, don't. You know. Um, and hopefully other people like it enough that I can make a living from it. Yeah. Mm. Do, do you, because your producers are so in the background. Yeah. Often. It, even like, I think it's it's changing, I think maybe because of like rap and hip hop, people mm. are understanding that like producers actually, that songs don't just if it has like a name on it they mm. didn't just automatically do everything there's mm. people who were behind yeah. do you have you do you have ambitions of bringing yourself more to the front than 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 just the producer role and kind of sitting back or you're super mm. happy being like less visible but more influential yeah i i i don't know i think honestly like i think speaking candidly it's like when i see artists i i just end up being like man i am blown away by the fact that you can get out and like be like i'm kind of the shit like listen to me because i feel like the whole time as an artist i was like man i really think these songs are really good and um but like I, I'm, I don't think I can get out there on stage and be like, I'm yeah. a fucking man. Right, or walk into a room and be like, hey, give a shit about everything I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so I think it's kind of like... Um, oh. <laughs> Someone from the UK. Oh my God. Um, Should have put it on airplane mode. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is so professional. Yeah, yeah. You're really ruining I'm the I'm really whole, sorry. It's, um, it's nice and early for them getting up. Yeah, on, maybe like who knows? Um, could just be someone telling me I've just won a million dollars or something. You know, <laughs> I've inherited it from Uganda or something. <laughs> um, 
Uh, what were we saying? I can't remember. It probably wasn't important. Mm. Um, favorite bit of gear in here? Oh. I, I don't have heaps of, like, external gear, to be honest. Like, I used to have more, but I think with traveling so much, I just was like, man, I'm just rolling in the box a lot. And, uh, I mean, the Space Echo... Uh, this is my favorite bit of gear. Yeah, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with the Space Echo, because <laughs> it's always breaking. Oh, right. And it's just always... Is it gnarly to fix, or is it easy? Um... It depends what the problem is, I right. suppose. Like once it just turned off and like, it was like, oh cool. Well, I was like, I hadn't bounced that out and that sounded really cool. So now I just, yeah, well, that's gone. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and then sometimes the tape is just broken and yeah. What about VST then? Or like plug-in? Like, what's the one thing you're like, oh, I'm actually, always the, clicking on this? The Blue Sky, um, I just, I use all the time. That reverb pedal from Strymon. Oh, this, I want one so um, If anyone from Strymon is listening, would love an endorsement. Yeah, please, so. please sponsor so I can borrow. Yeah. Um, also, the Sick As Overdrives Bondi. Um, that's a really, really great pedal. Are you sponsored by anyone? Do you ah, I wish. If yeah. you're out there and you want to sponsor me. Please sponsor Alex. <laughs> Um, Universal Audio, I mean, all their VSTs are pretty great, mm. um, but all their plugins, I should say. Man, Virtual Instrument, um, I mean, like, Serum, I make, like, a lot of stuff in Serum. Yeah. Uh, I really like Omnisphere. When I first got Omnisphere, I hated it, because it was there's too much there's like too much stuff yeah right and then I just kind of like spent ages going through and finding cool sounds and then learning more about how to tweak them and stuff like that um and yeah I think guitar rig as well is sick yeah I don't know like I know lots of people hate that and they're like man you're not even recording real guitar but I just think it sounds cool yeah like just DI the guitar straight into the computer, yeah. Like, and then just use guitar rig, and it's it sounds mean. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I hate do it, like hate is gonna hate, this. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? Who it gives sounds a sh- sick. I that's a bit of elitism, I think, or yeah. the, that kind of thing. Not elitism, but that kind of like, oh, like that's lame. I'm gonna like because it's just who gives a shit what it is. It's yeah. the sound. Of, it's like if you can get the, the thing that makes sounds cool, it doesn't really matter. Totally. And I mean, like I have my deluxe in the next room. I used to like mic it up and stuff. And but honestly, it's just like the contact. Like I mean, the guitar rig is just. It's just fast and it's, I don't know. It sounds cool. It has its own sound and like, mm. I just I think it sounds rad. Um, all right. Well, last question would be: What is there like a dream artist you would mm. like to produce? Either another producer you produce with, or like, an, is there one that you constantly think about? Like, I really want. That's to the one. There's a couple. Yeah. That's acceptable also. I'll let you away <laughs> with it. Um, I mean, like, Charlie XEX. Oh. Yeah, I'd, I would be sick. Um, 
who else? Yeah, she'll definitely be up there. I think she's she just seems like she's always up to like try stuff and like makes exciting new music. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Really like her voice. Um, yeah, Caroline Polachek, obviously. Um, Robin. Yeah, right. I would. Robin would Big be um, would be sick. And then co-producing, um, I think. Uh, man, that's a toughie. Um, yeah, Damon Albarn. If we're just going there, that's a, good like, that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. He's done. I mean, because he does so much, so much range of shit. Yeah, very wide breadth. It must be very interesting being in the studio with him. Mm. It's a very good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. That's a good choice. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. It was Thanks very nice for being here. Asking me to take the time. That's alright. You've got to, hey, you got, this is, you, I think you do something really interesting. Ah, thanks. Because, like, I don't know. A lot of the, uh, it's not, like I said, there's, like, the hegemonic view of, like, what you do as a mm-hmm. musician. Like, and I think you can tell that by, like, if pe- if people ask you, like, oh, you know, what are you doing? Like, I'm a musician. I'm mm-hmm. sure they have, like, a whole range of questions that don't actually apply to anything you do. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, like, what music do you, like, What what's your band called? Yeah, or, like, yeah, what, yeah. you know, oh, you playing, do you play, like, what thing do you play? My cousin's got a band, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, it's really cool. It's nice and inspiring to have, to know and talk to other people who are kind of, it's not like you're doing anything wild and out there, mm. but, like, it is, you, you, the fact that you made the decision to, like, I'm going to do this thing mm. without it being, like, the central thing everyone tries to do anyway, I, th- I think that's awesome. So yeah. So it's really nice to, like, talk and hear what you think about stuff. Oh, thanks, man. Glad you enjoyed it. And, and letting me borrow your plate to put one of the GoPros on. Yeah. Hey, anytime. <laughs> That's what the plate's there for, right? That is what the plate is yeah. there for. Um, do you have any little bits of, like, wisdom or, like, ways you like to say bye to people that you want to oh. put on camera? Um, I like I, I like saying, um, Chiabata. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. if people get wise to that, I put sourdough at the end as well. Uh, yeah, sourdough. Yeah. But that's, that's just for me. I don't have any good... Uh, food ways of saying goodbye no yeah. no food related nah yeah it's a shame really um can't be great at everything alex nah maybe that's the thing you're shit at maybe that is food related greetings <laughs> food, food related greetings yeah pretty bad <laughs> i've never really thought about it but um just reminds you of that scene in the office where he the staplers in the jello and oh. like this is a trifling matter um i feel like i'm in that scene but i'm just trying to think of other. <laughs> I think that's good to be fair I think that image itself mm. it's, it's a great way you could just leave people with like little mental images as you yeah, yeah. sashay out of the room yeah um, yeah I don't know I'd probably just I don't know man we get what we settle for perhaps wonderful yeah that's very sage advice <laughs> um, I guess bye yeah 